You're listening to the dollop. That's nice. That was that was so much longer than what Phoenix did last night. Oh man, yeah, <laughs> Phoenix came right away. Uh, let's bring out our guest. Uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, I don't even have to say what she's from. Karen Kilgariff. Yeah, we'll do a show and everything. 1966! Yeah. Yes. Hot time. Anton LaVey. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Talking, talking about the ice skater, right? Yeah. Founded the Church of Satan. LeVay was uh, a professional organist who turned into an occultist. Basically, he played in bars and burlesque shows, and then he was like, nah, I'm gonna... He played the organ at bars? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, if someone, like, plays piano at bars, I'm like, buddy, can we just get... Uh, how much to get you to leave? Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ, this guy. How'd he get that pipe organ in here? <laughs> There's, like, eight organ songs that are appropriate. <laughs> this is a nightmare. I can't... Dance to it! Yeah. Uh, but he wasn't the only demonic, satanic thing going. The people of America were about to get a large occult shock in the name of the Manson family. Mm. 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 But hey, uh, we're actually talking about uh, some pretty bad shit right now. Sorry, we're thinking of the partridges. Partridges. Sorry. <laughs> oh, the bus. Uh, so beautifully yeah, painted. Thinking. We do that all the time. <laughs> it would be great if the Mansons had a partridge sort of family show. <laughs> the Manson family. Well, come on, guys. We got a big murder Friday night. <laughs> Squeaky Fromm gets braces, and then she can hear songs through the radio in her braces. That was the best partridge family ever. Because it seemed like... Lori had schizophrenia. It was just braces. Uh, nine times out of ten, it is. Yeah. A lot of time. Of course, the Manson family would go on a famous murder spree during the summer of 1969 in Los Angeles. Charles Manson was then the man to be afraid of. The nation was shocked because of the organized, religious, ri- ri- <laughs> ritualistic nature of the crimes. That same year, LeVay published his philosophical treatise, The Satanic Bible, mm-hmm. which we all own and yes. enjoy. Yes. Read it every morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Satanic Bible mostly plagiarized uh, several sources and regurgitated philosophies of writers like H.L. Mencken and Anne Rind, the most satanic of them all. <laughs> it's weird. I feel like she would be in the regular Bible. The satanic one I would love to get a different vibe from, but it sounds... So they're just kind of similar 
Go ahead. Ayn Rand? She's yeah. uh No, I know who she is. Yeah. She's then prove a... it. <laughs> she's one of the greatest conservative minds of our time. And oh. she Oh, I guess he knew. Easy easy to like. Easy. <laughs> Super she easy. She had a great face. She had a great face. Yeah. A lot of cool hot takes, yeah. Yeah, hot takes. She wrote that column, Hot Takes. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> As people begin... Next! <laughs> it's going to be a long one if we do this for everyone. So it's become a game. As people became concerned about this rise in Satanism, the novel The Exorcist was released and became a bestseller. Mm-hmm. Okay. So good. Art was picking up what the country was feeling. The book was then turned into a successful film... It claimed to be based on a true story. Yeah. I am taking questions. Are you going to talk about the fact that there was an actual serial killer in the film? Did you know that? There's a, there's a are man... You ta- are you talking about the one that came down the stairs like a spider? <laughs> no, that was, that was the girl. There oh. was a, when she goes in to get like that crazy MRI and it's that really upsetting hospital scene, Yeah. the x-ray technician was a serial killer in really? real IRL. How, yes. many, how many people did he uh, tap, as I call it? I don't think they call it that. Is I it? think it's a medical term. Yeah. Um, you think? Can't remember. No. Four. <laughs> it's got to be four, an aug- Four is pretty classic uh, uh, medical tech yeah, number. Yeah, you start, you get used to it, and then you stop. Yeah. It must be so crazy to have that guy on set after being a serial murderer sitting there. He was probably like, no, that's not how you do it. <laughs> Let us see it. Let us see it. No. <laughs> do it. No. No, I would get too into it. <laughs> As I always do. Make some punch. Hmm? Doctor, have you thought about just dipping your hand in and rubbing blood on your face? You don't work here and never have. And uh, your scrubs color doesn't even match everybody I, else's. Calling them scrubs is nice, honestly. Where did you get black scrubs? These are bottomless pajamas at most. <laughs> People were now freaked out about the possibility of demons and Satan. The Ouija board was no longer harmless fun, it was now a malevolent device that could bring harmful spirits or demonic infestation into your home. Sure. Definitely. In 1972, Satanic Cellar was published. Satanic Cellar? The book Satanic the Cellar. Okay. Down, you mean super downstairs, the Satanic Cellar? <laughs> this is where we keep the old vintage ones. <laughs> Anyone want some devil potatoes? They're down in the Satanic Cellar. Go into the cellar. Uh, S-E-L-L-E-R. Like Peter Sellers? Yes. <laughs> This is where all my characters live. <laughs> oh, Peter, hello. <laughs> it was characters a... popping up of, out of the cellar. <laughs> it, what an abstract tour. It's me, the Pink Panther. He just says it out loud. Oh, hello, my lord. <laughs> uh, it was a memoir by a Christian evangelist who recounted his orphan childhood spent in intense satanic worship. As he became a young adult, he served at a satanic high, as, a, as a satanic high priest and enjoyed the perks like ritualist sex orgies and drugs. And robes. Awesome. Yes. 
All the robes you could wear. Yeah. Oh, my God, the oh robe my game. God. So many robes. So uh, many robes. Five robes a day. Yeah. He said he presided over satanic rituals, including magical spells and the summoning of demons. And everybody bought it. Well, not everybody, but religious folks bought it. Within three months, it was a religious bestseller. In 1975, he put out a live album called Alive. <laughs> what? Okay. What songs did he cover? <laughs> Mostly did Frampton. John, did some John Denver. <laughs> Burning for you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's mostly Blue Oyster Cult, I think. Yeah, it's almost all Blue Oyster Cult. Uh, so he puts... The, the album Alive was about his con- conversion from Satanism to Christianity. That's cool. Um, the entire book would be completely discredited, but not for 20 years. Uh. LeVay put out another book, Satanic Rituals. It also pushed the claim that dark occult rituals were now a routine part of life for many Americans. Sure. Yep. <laughs> right. Oh, boy. Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah. You guys course, remember? yeah. 70s. I was yeah. a kid. I'd, uh-huh. I'd be riding my bike around and be like, there's another orgy. Like, it was just nonstop satanic stuff. Yeah. You eat half a grapefruit in the morning. You get on that exercise, worship Satan for yep. half an hour. Yep. Boom, boom, boom. And then you're out to the office. Right, off to the <laughs> office. Pretend you're not crazy all day. Wait, just pine for robes. Oh, I'm going to get home. I'm wearing six robes tonight. I don't even give a shit. Robe time. It's almost robe time. <laughs> it's almost time. <laughs> we found a bunch of robes in the garbage can in the communal kitchen. Well, I don't know why you're talking to me about it. I'm talking to everybody. <laughs> Very crazy way to respond. To a group meeting. <laughs> I thought you said it was a goat meeting. No, what? Shit. Hearing a lot of stuff. We're killing the goat. Tonight? Yep. Hey, Great. we're at Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> the 70s saw a bunch of self-proclaimed former Satanists saying the world was being run by ritualists ritualistic Satan witch cults. Mm -hmm. There was John Todd, who said he had been born into a Satanist family and had been a witch while serving in the Navy. Sure, sure, sure. (laughs) That's the position, right? (laughs) Well, if you keep fighting, you might make witch. Quite a position, too. Johnson, get me the ship, witch. (laughs) I'm here, Captain. I have been the whole time. (laughs) Cast a goddamn spell on them Russians. I shall indeed. <laughs> bubble, bubble. How do, you, how do you keep that hat on? Mm, it's <laughs> stapled, honestly. It's hard in here. It is so hard. It's very windy. Tough on deck. It, it's t- yeah, exactly. Yeah. What I'm up there with. I, what, I'm peeling back the curtain. I can't every now and then? My <laughs> lord. I'm one of you. There was Herschel Smith, who began dabbling in Satanism as a young teen and eventually said he was called the skin eater because he would eat pieces of his own skin and any pieces that people gave to him. What's well, this who's now? Hold giving, on. <laughs> who's giving him skin? Who, I'm not saying it's okay oh, to eat your own skin. The 70s were, that's just how shit was. Yeah. Like you would walk skin, down the street. It was a real free people, skin yeah, era. Yeah. Free skin. <laughs> Hey man, it's cool. Wear my skin. I'll wear yours. Great, all right. yeah. <laughs> we ate Ted, man. 
But also, once you're known as a skin eater, people are just... Oh, you're labeled for life. It's like when you say you like frogs and everyone gets you a frog. That's it's right. the same thing. Yep. Oh, he likes but skin. But with eating skin. That, yeah. yeah. That, that frog thing sounded super personal. We, have, we all have preferences. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to get so many frogs now. <laughs> uh, so... And then there was David Hansen, who was a bored high school gym teacher who saw a Satanist on television one night and thought it sounded cool. Wait, he saw what on television? He says he said, he said one night he was watching TV and he saw a Satanist oh, I think, preaching okay, Satan right, stuff. Okay, sure. That happened all the time in the 70s. Yeah. After, <laughs> after the love boat, there was the Satanist preach hour. <laughs> well, I think we stayed up too late, huh? <laughs> what the hell? And then he started going to a satanic church in Thousand Oaks. <laughs> great spot. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's a great one. Well, yeah. where is my, my local branch? Oh, Thousand Oaks. That's well, good. I live in Westlake. You have two options equidistant. What's the other? Well, you got your Thousand Oaks or your Sherman Oaks. <laughs> Basically, you're looking at some Satanist Oaks. Uh, well, I am in Westlake. Oh, well, we have a new chapter opening up there in July. I don't know if you oh. want to postpone worshiping the devil till then. Wow. Save uh, it for summer. It is going to be a very hot spot. Yeah, that sounds good. Well, great. <laughs> and scene. And that's it. <laughs> I was in the Navy. Oh, oh no. <laughs> um... In Thousand Oaks, they had orgies every Saturday. Sure. Yep. He, he worshipped the devil for two years, then converted to Christianity. It's a hard turn. Yep. <laughs> Tough turn to make. That's what the kid, like punk rock and drug addict kids in high school do. They just go hard for a couple oh, years. straight edged. And then they yeah. fucking right, fall in yeah. love with Jesus. Right, yeah, yep. yeah. Find <laughs> that. And then you can't even have a little Satan around them for the rest of your life. No. Yeah. That makes sense. Feels like it doesn't. Okay. Like the author, 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 like the author of Satan Seller, they all grew up in Southern California, where Manson had really done a number on people's brains. But Each also, sellers the... don't exist here. Yep. Right. <sighs> it's true, though, Dave. No, it's just hard doing a yeah. show with two Gareths. <laughs> Not sure where we're finding it. That's issues. a compliment. Yeah, I yeah. was going to say. It's, yeah. it's actually Gary, but that's fine. <laughs> Karen, you of all people. It's fine. I don't want to get involved. All right. Not, let's not <laughs> Jerry Springer or Steve Wilkos the show, gang. <laughs> Thanks for your help, Karen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so each of these guys said they had conversion experiences which just happened to make their stories very appealing to Christians. Uh, Smith Tord, he purchased a witchmobile. Sure. For sure. Which was constructed by his fellow Christians. It was a traveling anti-occult exhibit made up of witchcraft paraphernalia. <laughs> cool. Which was designed to educate Christians about the trappings and hazards of the occult. Mm-hmm. By covering your car in witches? Yes. <laughs> Don't do this! <laughs> and I had a big witch hat on top. Yeah, well, people are like, I should be a witch. That guy's right. No! You'd hit the horn. <laughs> <laughs> you Florida broomstick comes out. Here we go. Um, every one of them 
were linked to the new rising fundamentalist Christian right. Todd was supported by Jack Chick, who used Todd's claims to create comic-style pamphlets that attacked Satanism. So stuff you could hand out for the kids. Yeah, fun comics for the kids. Can I just tell you really quick? Yes. A man knocked on my door the other day, and he had a pamphlet, and it had a, a hand-drawn woman holding her own head, and the headline said, Will the Suffering Ever End? Oh, jeez. I was like, I have bad news for you, sir. <laughs> I don't need to see your pamphlet. I know the answer to this. Yeah, thanks for reminding me, sir. Thanks for showing up. Ugh. It's never going to end, is it, sir? Well, thanks for coming by. The Jehovah's Witnesses came by my house the other day. They are fun. They're great. They were like, there's been a lot of shootings and climate change. <laughs> it's like... Wait, they said a lot of shootings in climate there, there change? There have been a lot of shootings and climate... They're trying to say that everything is going bad because they want everyone to freak out and then be like, what's the answer? Well, the answer is 10 people get into heaven and you should have a shitty life. Because it sounds like open mic comedy. It was like, what else is in the news? <laughs> shootings, climate change, satanic bands, <laughs> witch cars... <laughs> which cars? It's a witch mobile. I mean, which mobile? Can... Sorry, which mobile? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. A witch man. Uh, um, so Todd posted an expert in Satanism for the fundamental evangel- evangelical Christian community. So he's just making the rounds as an expert, firing people up, telling people about the child that he had made up as an example of how Satan, real, real Satanism works. So you had these guys who made fake books. And then they went out as experts around the country and told people fake stories. So everyone's kind of getting riled up. Um, this is also a time when there were a lot of serial killers at work. The Zodiac, the Alphabet Killer, Ted Bundy, John Wayne Gacy, the Hillside Stranglers, Son of Sam. Many of whom were so creepy so and real weird. who's who. Right? Yeah. There was, also, there was a whole bevy of freeway killers that you didn't even yeah, mention. Yeah, yeah, I know. I didn't go out of them. L.A. But had, these... like, three freeway killers going at one time in the 70s. It was well, you gotta, it was a very competitive time. Right. Yeah. <laughs> there was so much commuting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially to do it at rush hour. Bold. Ugh. Just, you just read these, and it was like the Zodiac would just be like, oh, a guy's being a clown? <laughs> like, Oh, nice. So... Nice. Okay, so he's a prop comic. Nice, nice, <laughs> nice. Real original, pal. Holy shit. Is that what it's come to in the game? Um, the media fed the fear, particularly in the cases of the Zodiac and Son of Sam. New York was basically in a panic. So while all this is going on, Christian fundamentalism, fundamentalism keeps rising. The ones who could save you from Satan. Yeah, thank yeah. you. They had a literal belief in a battle that a battle was going on between angels and devils. Yeah. Guys like Jerry Falwell and his moral majority were founded at this time in 1979, became very popular. Uh, there was also Pat Pulling, who became an anti-cult crusader after she claimed her son committed suicide because of Dungeons and Dragons. Oh. It's hard to follow up. But if, have you ever lost a level 26 elf? <laughs> Oh, Dave, don't do uh, this. Get me, get me the Dave, shotgun. Dave, you know Dave, what I mean? Dave, he was David, invisible. David, for God's sake. <laughs> Eddie, David, David shut your gun. I rolled David, a 20. David, David, shut up. Shut up. Shut your mouth. <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
That's what takes I place think, we, in this satanic yeah. cellar. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> but it's not funny like the Pink Panther. <laughs> They, they, they made, I think that's the one they made a movie out of where Tom Hanks um, that's gets into Dungeons and Dragons and then, and then he eventually wanders off into this maze of caves and is never seen Are again. Are you being like, serious? Yeah, yeah, there's a Tom Hanks, like, I think it was a TV movie. What, that he was in. what year are you talking about? Very, very, like, in, like around this time, like 80. Okay, I think it's, okay. I think it's pre-Bosom Buddies, which is uh, very politically correct. Uh, yeah, he be- he become- he gets into Dungeons and Dragons and then slowly loses his mind. Okay, I thought this had happened like in the last ten years, and I was like, <laughs> no, that's no. a very questionable no. choice on Tom's part. I'm saying Tom Hanks now. He moved uh, to Beverly Glen and started playing Dungeons and Dragons and lost his shit. Listen, Larry Crown was not a good movie. I think we all <laughs> we'd all spin out if we were the star of Larry Crown. <laughs> that's still yeah. Uh, okay. So everything seemed very. Scary at this time in the world. Sure. The, the age is starting. Ki- uh, kids are on milk cartons who have been kidnapped. There's the Tylenol murders. Trick-or-treat scares are happening. America's becoming a panicked and terrified of stranger danger. A terrifying unknown evil could be lurking right around every corner. No yeah. one was safe. Satan was everywhere. Mm. Even, it seems, at Procter and Gamble. Wait. Ooh. Wait, what did you just say? <laughs> Sir? I said Satan was everywhere. Okay, yeah. Even it seems. I Procter and Campbell. Yeah, that's what I said. Okay, just wanted to just make sure we're. Yeah, I got it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Party's over, Karen. <laughs> right now, Nick is like, yes. Right. <laughs> Procter & Gamble was started in Cincinnati on October 31st, 1837. When candlemaker William Procter and soap maker James Gamble married two sisters of the same family. Hot. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> among, among being an important moment. Right. Also real hot. Hot, yeah. hot, hot. Well, hello, Procter. <laughs> She's a mighty fine lady you've ended up with. Well, of course, Gamble. Well done to you, my friend. Their new father. That'll be the end of our dialogue for now. <laughs> Surely more will come of this. <laughs> Their new father-in-law called a meeting and talked William and James into becoming business partners. So started very... Procter and Gamble. Okay. By 1859, sales had reached one million dollars. The company won a contract to supply the Union Army during the Civil War, and it grew and grew and grew. In the 1880s, Procter & Gamble had a new product, inexpensive soap that floated. <laughs> Whoa! <What>? Float soaps? <laughs> Float-ups. So before this time, yep, yeah, I did. guess in the bath, you'd lose your soap, and you'd be like, oh, that's the end of bathing properly. Every bar of soap was filled with gold doubloons, and it would just go right <laughs> to the bottom. Oh. My $500 soap. <laughs> That's my life. <laughs> my nest egg. The soap was called ivory. Oh. Game changer. Never look at ivory the same way again. You walk down the aisle, you see ivory, give a little fucking nod. Change the whole fucking soap world. I, I don't think uh, anybody. Dumb, fuck you. <laughs> settle, 
I don't think anybody should be shouting at Seth soaps kick my ass. in CVS or head nodding at other soaps and thanking them for their service in public pharmacies. You'll tip of the cap. Don't tip your cap to Ivory, please. Stop me. I respect the soap. Oh, my God, sir. It's so floaty. <laughs> Just talking to it. William Arnett Proctor was now in charge. He gave workers a stake in the company because he knew it would uh, make them less likely to strike, and he was right. The company built more and more factories around the U.S. because demand was high. Procter & Gamble's logo was first created by company wharf workers when they started marking candle crate boxes with a star. Sure. It was a crude star around which they drew a circle. Pentagram, right? That's what we're talking about. Why won't anyone say it? Did they draw it with fragmented bone or something really horrifying? When they drew it, they went. Sorry, are you guys crazy? Hey, hey, hey! This is out of hand. I eat rats. The company liked it and took it a little further. <laughs> they made 13 small stars in a circle, one for each of the original colonies. <laughs> okay. And in, 18, mean, what? and in 1875, someone decided the face of the moon should be in yes. there. Yes. So they put, there's a crescent moon and a profile view on the right side of the circle. And over time, the logo was refined. And in 1930, the moon face was much larger and had hair and a beard. A curly beard. <laughs> I think I'm going to start talking to soap. Honestly, I don't know. In 1890, Jim Peters was living in St. Paul, Minnesota, where he was the music director at the Zion Christian Life Center. Jim was also from a family of anti-rock crusaders who had started a record-burning campaign in 1978. Yeah. Yeah, fuck yeah. Burn those fucking things. Aerosmith my ass. What? Aerosmith my ass. (laughs) Uh, I'm here for God. Okay, rephrase your protest slogan. Aerosmith my butthole? Cool to catch up with this guy. How have you been? Pretty good. Good. I'm part of your church. You have to acknowledge me. <laughs> We're a community. Satan seems pretty cool, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah like I mean, he lately has just been the making. The thing is, he's casual. Is it because yeah. I said butthole? You can listen to whatever music you want. Yeah, yeah. I like that. No, and, and it's sort of like no! it's an exclusive no! club. Who anybody? Rock. <laughs> yeah. Okay, man. Cool. To, yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks for that. That's awesome. That means a lot. Thank you for saying that. We're going to move on, though, because we're having our own conversation. Okay? I'm going to talk to God. Hey, man, what's up? <laughs> no. What? Don't. What? I didn't say anything. No. I was going to say... You're weird. <laughs> I 
don't look up and talk to me anymore, honestly. Like, I'm over this. Okay, I just didn't think this is how it would go. Well, it never has, but I'm just, like, so over this. (laughs) You're so, I don't know. It's just like, yeah, like, just don't. Look somewhere else, man, honestly. I'm not looking at anything anymore. I'm just looking at my Bible, and I feel sad. Stop looking at that. I don't want you looking at that. That's my own thing. Stop. That's my stuff. Well, what am I... Dude, I'm, like, trying to get off of the thing that we're communicating through right now. It's in my head. You fucking... Yeah, I'm, like, trying to get out of it. So, seriously, I got to make another prayer. So, can you, like, get out of this? Hang this up so I can... I got to need to use this line. Okay, fuck... Fuck you, God. All right, dude. I love Satan. All right, man. Satan's much nicer. Dude, literally, I'm trying to reach someone else. Hang up. (laughs) He has orgies in Thousand Oaks. What? Such a smooth shift. (laughs) Sorry. We're back. (laughs) He has orgies in Thousand Oaks? Big ranch-style orgies? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, okay. Uh, So Jim Peters had two brothers, Dan and Steve. And they had become, uh, they got a little bit of fame for seminars that they uh, did in a documentary called The Truth About Rock. (laughs) It's all the same three chords. That's what it is. That's the actual truth. It's all eagle songs. Anyone can play music. Meet me in the lobby after I'll tell you all about it. They had a popular, they had popular rock album burnings in Minneapolis. Oh, that's awesome. Steve uh, became the go-to guy when the media wanted to talk about the dangers of rock music. Which and the up? media loved to talk about Satanism. They were very good with occult obsession and fear-mongering. Jim Peters went on Nightline, Entertainment Tonight, The 700 Club, and the Jesse, uh, Sally Jesse Raphael Show. Reputable programs, all of them. Yeah. And what, sorry, what were his qualifications? He was against rock. Okay. Got it. That'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. Top of the resume. He's scandalous. Let's do it. (laughs) The Peters brothers made great arguments against rock. Uh, For instance, KISS stands for Kids in Service to Satan. It does? (laughs) It does? No, it does. It does? It really does. Those bastards. I know. know. They They lied to us. They did lie. What? Yeah. It's not about Frenching. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Only sexual move I'm okay with. Look into the eyes of Gene Simmons. The Bible tells us the eyes are the windows of the soul. Nobody's home there. Okay, they got that one. That, that one's right. That, that is that actually one. accurate. Okay, they nail, they, every once in a while, you nail one. <laughs> Just. Yeah. I have to say, I saw him once at the Burbank Airport, um, and uh, his hair, you can see his hair coming from like 50 feet. It's the weirdest hair you've ever seen. Yeah. And so I was like, I was talking to somebody who had their back to him, and I'm like, Gene Simmons is coming, Gene Simmons, Gene Simmons, like that. And they was like, what? And he didn't catch on. And then Gene Simmons saw me doing it, and he made a beeline over to the oh. two of us. And was like, what's going on over here? Oh, and no. we, it's that we, level. Yes. And we both just were like, and didn't say anything. Yeah, what would kept, you say? He just Don't. kept going. I wouldn't want to talk to Gene Simmons Mm-mm. ever. Well, I'm Southwest seating group A11, if you guys want to... <laughs> That's basically backstage. <laughs> I don't know. You want to board with if me? If you guys want to board with I me, know. I don't know. Just we'll see where it goes. We're I just... can tell you guys are in love with me. <laughs> you were pointing at me. Swooning. 
All right, well, I know where to get a free Gatorade. I should... Uh... Uh, another quote. The cover of an Alan's Par- Alan Parsons project album has girls with syphilis sores on their faces yep. cloaked by veils. Oh. That yeah. was big in the 70s. Though. Yeah, it was a hot look. Disco, syphilis sores. Yeah. I didn't think they had the medication loss. to you know, help out with syphilis sores. In early 1980, a rumor started in Minnesota that Procter & Gamble was owned by the Reverend Soon A Young Moon and his Unification Church, which is a cult. Sure. Yes, it is. UPI, quote, the moon rumor apparently mushroomed from the Lakeview nursing home. That's where a lot of good theories come from. Yeah. That's where a lot of good theories come from. The day room from. at yeah, that nursing yeah. home right. is a yeah. hotbed yeah. of theories. <laughs> Larry Schultz, the administrator of the nursing home, said a story submitted by a staff member was published in the nursing home newspaper. In the nursing home newspaper? It's almost overtime, says a breaking story. (laughs) Follow the light weeklies, got a breaking news bulletin. Shh, let it happen, weekly. (laughs) Newspaper seems generous. I mean, it's generous. I do a column called I Can't Feel My Feet. (laughs) And it's the same one every week, Martha. I can't feel my feet. We are aware. (laughs) The nursing home newspaper... Newsletter. Newsletter. It's a newsletter. Stated the Unification Church controlled Procter & Gamble. Oh, well, there you go. Their proof was that there was a crescent moon face on the company's logo. Well, there you have it. Next! (laughs) This was taken to the very logical conclusion that Moon's followers owned the company. And word then spread from the nursing home out into the population of Minnesota. That is just not... It should not spread like that. It did. did, News from an old folks' home should not be airborne. (laughs) It's not an airborne disease. <laughs> Why did that happen? How did that happen? Now- Who got a fucking copy of that paper and was like, well, I might have to call the Times. Look at that. A nurse typed this up, but I think this might be real. Yeah. And if you look under Martha's foot is numb, <laughs> which is a great column every week. I can't feel my feet. All righty. So talk about boycotting Procter & Gamble began spreading throughout the state. It became such a problem that the company felt it had to respond publicly. (laughs) That's the best. Hey, we are uh, not from the Church of Satan. And again, (laughs) we just want to make products that help you guys. We do not drink blood. Uh, We do not love Satan. Uh, Here at Procter & Gamble, we're just trying to help you guys out. Uh, The fact that we even had to call this is a little bananas. Uh... (laughs) A spokesman said they were not owned by anyone associated with Reverend Moon. The moon was just part of an old trademark from 100 years ago, and some of the company actually thought it was silly. So the Procter and Gamble... The Satanist section. The Satanist at the company. It's very silly. That seems crazy. That would be nuts for us to do. What a larf. Just stare at it for a while. Imagine. (laughs) Hilarious. I haven't laughed this hard ever. So the Procter & Gamble logo story was in the news in Minneapolis, where Jim Peters lived. Within a week, 
The Star Tribune reported that many local religious people have been assured Moon followers do not own the company, but there was something more sinister afoot. Oh, good. The moon. Uh, <laughs> the actual moon. Yeah. <laughs> Quote, since publication of that article last Friday, several people have called and written the Tribune to say they have it on good authority that the Procter & Gamble symbol actually is a satanic symbol. And that the very same symbol is on the door of a Satanist church in Minneapolis. Or St. Paul. St. Paul's a rude place to have a Satanist church. Yeah. A caller <laughs> to the paper said he got the information from people in his church who attended a meeting on the evils of rock music. <laughs> That's what you get for going to one of those. <laughs> The Tribune learned that there had been a rally of 1,100 people and virtually every church in town had advertised it. That's where these people heard about the satanic connection to Procter & Gamble. Quote, the man who linked the system of Satanism, sorry, the man who linked the symbol of Satanism was Jim Peters. When questioned, Jim acknowledged it and that it was his great theory. Quote, Peters said he is primarily interested in stamping out the evils of rock and that he devotes only two or three minutes. Sorry. Munits? <laughs> Which are rock minutes. <laughs> They're munits. Trying not to laugh. Music minutes. Do you know what music minutes, minutes are? Munits. <laughs> it's a, we're doing it's a new, new unit of music. It's called <laughs> a munit. Okay? We're measuring those now. Because it's Satan. <laughs> <laughs> Peter said he is primarily interested in stamping out the evils of rock and that he devotes only two or three minutes of each music seminar to Procter & Gamble. <laughs> oh, my God. So this is all essentially coming from one guy? Right now, yeah. Right now. Yeah. That's and plenty. One, he... guy, one guy started reading about, uh, reading about the, the nursing home story right. of Sarah Moon, and then he was like, oh, I'll just throw in some Procter & Gamble shit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> from a nursing home. <laughs> I mean, we just got to start listening to these people more. Yeah, I think we're going to have a lot more fun it's if true. we loosen up taking um, them seriously. Sorry, I feel like that's all we're doing in America right well, now. Well, I mean... Could be argued. I'm talking Could outside of Congress. <laughs> it's true. The nursing homes really have it right now. You know, one of those ducks is trying to kill Gabriella. <laughs> Did you read that in the Washington Post? <laughs> Fascinating. We're going to get a new window. So that's cool. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. You guys wait. hear about that? We're getting a new window. So. so it turns out Jim Peters was upset that Procter & Gamble sponsored TV programs that contained sex and profanity. And when he looked into the company, he saw the logo. And then he said the exact drawing of the logo was in a book titled Amulets and Superstitions. It was a symbol of a coven of witches from the 13th century. Yes. Whoa. The Tribune reported two staff members then looked through the book and did not find the symbol. <laughs> so they went back to Jim, and he said he also found this symbol in a book at the library, well, but he couldn't they, remember like, the name. Hey, hey, hey. Okay, so it's in another book, but you said it's in that book. Yeah, but he couldn't remember the name of that book. He was like, that one I don't know. Okay. But it was an audio book. It's in there. <laughs> That's what it was. Yeah. Jim then said a local bookstore had the crescent above its doorway and that it was owned by, quote, the number two in command of white witchcraft. Of white witchcraft? Yeah. Of whitecraft. Whitecraft. Okay. 
it, it sounds like Jim's just naming things now. I don't think well, he's, it sounds like he's actually done some investigation about Satanism. Okay. And they just keep coming back to him like, are you sure? You know where it was? <laughs> the grocery store. <laughs> That's where it was. Well, Go check there. Uh, the Tribune investigated and reported the symbol was a plain crescent moon with no face, and it was framed by a rectangle, and it was based on the almanac. The owner then said he was not at all associated with witchcraft. Well, of course he did. What's he going to say? I've got a portal to hell? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's fair. He did live in Florida, so that's not great. That's where it is. It's not not hell. It's in Tallahassee. We've all seen it. (laughs) It's near a carny bar. (laughs) Someone in Florida is listening and just went, they're never coming here. Yeah, literally. <laughs> should probably tweet at them that we're not all crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so the tribute went back to Jim and he said that he had sent three letters to Procter and Gamble asking them to explain their corporate symbol. <laughs> they're like, each yeah. time he received letters, form letters, explaining how the symbol came to be. Okay. Which is what you would send to a crazy person. Sure, yeah, for sure. (laughs) Procter and Gamble told the Tribune they couldn't do anything about these rumors. Quote, people will believe what they want to. And people did. (laughs) The year was 1980. We were at peak American satanic panic. (laughs) But with so many things to be worried about as far as the influence of Satan, like Satan rituals at daycare centers, uh, adult for another day... The Proctor... Georgia just did that one. The, she did? Yeah, the McMartin. Uh, oh. It's so unbelievable. Yeah. And uh, just really quickly, the, one of the people that was uh, brought, came forward and said that they were an expert yeah. on, um, on recovered memory and all that kind of stuff, had absolutely no... Did not have a college education, had no degrees, had, did not study uh, child well, education. Yeah, or that's children. why you don't ask the janitor what's going on. Yeah. Just truly is a woman came out of nowhere and was like, I'm going to get this. And then she put on some puppets and literally there's certain, this is my favorite part of the story. She, when she was interviewing these children who were just repeating back what adults yeah. were saying to them, at, if she asked them a question and they didn't answer the way she wanted, she'd call them stupid through a puppet. Oh my God. No dummy. That's not the answer. And then they'd make up something else. And that's how that whole fucking story came to be. But were they stupid? Yeah, there. Yeah, so they're all. I mean, what are you gonna do? Of the Dark Lord. Uh, yes. I miss the days when you could put a puppet on and call a kid stupid. Hey, dummy. <laughs> You're dumb. All right, I'll see you at Christmas. <laughs> Say something horrible happened to you, idiot. <laughs> That's amazing. It's so good. Yeah. So, uh, so with all those kind of things going on, the Procter and Gamble satanic logo connection kind of drifted away. Oh. It seemed Procter and Gamble had been right, right? Uh, people believe what they want to, and nothing, so they to, nothing to worry this. about. Yeah. It all seems uh, well. Sure. Until October 1981. <laughs> okay. Oh, just a year later? Yeah. <laughs> it began on the West Coast. Oh, finally. <laughs> What's up? Yeah. Yeah. California, Oregon, and Washington. What? They just got news of this? Fall. Calls started flooding into Procter and Gamble. So some elderly home had like written up their own <laughs> op-ed. Yeah. Yeah. And among other things, macaroni makes you drowsy. Sorry, that's not the right one. <laughs> Procter and Gamble, they're Satanists. That's it. Plus, Shelly's legs are numb. 
It's a great column. It's just people saying they're never going to buy, buy Procter and Gamble again because of their Satan connection. And sure, they, the calls soon increased to two thousand a month. People were <laughs> furious. <laughs> they were upset that Procter and that the president of Procter and Gamble had gone on the Phil Donahue show and quote come out of the closet about his support for the Church of Satan. What? Well, what about this is true? None, the, right? The president then went on to say a large portion of profits from Procter & Gamble products goes to support the Church of Satan. Oh. What? what? At which point Donahue asked the president whether his ties with Satanism would hurt businesses, or bu- his business, and the president responded, quote, there are not enough Christians in the U.S. to make a difference. Oh, my God. I mean... Sorry. So the also, Rest Home newspaper broke a story? Yeah. Is actually what hold, happened? Hold on. Uh-oh. <laughs> he also said the logo was satanic, indeed. And people started telling their friends and relatives they had seen this episode of Donahue. David, I don't think this was on Donahue. It's not true, is it? <laughs> yeah, it turns out the president of Procter & Gamble did not go on Donahue and claim to be a Satanist. All right. <sighs> Okay. Was it anybody? <laughs> no. no, it wasn't anybody. No. It wasn't the guy from Johnson & Johnson. <laughs> okay. Just the total out-of-nowhere fib. It was the inventor of Prell. Yeah. I am obviously in love with Satan. That's why I've made Prell. Prell! It comes from Satan. And we just... make one flavor green. <laughs> Prell! We're still around, sort of. Is it body wash? Is it shampoo? Prell. 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 The only product that can clean your hair, your body, and unclog your drain. Prell. <laughs> now in green. Always in green. We're oh. Prell. Go to Prell. <laughs> but now there's a new wrinkle in the Procter & Gamble logo rumor. It was pointed out that the curls in the beard. This is. <clears throat> How big is this logo? <laughs> I mean, this. Lo- what a, the, the detail. Who's their logo guy? He's like, here's what we could. We can make it a map. <laughs> the logo will be a wall-sized map. The rivers are beard hairs. Okay. And if you read each hair, no, Dan, Dan, Dan. What are we talking about? It's going to be this small. You'll have to spend a lifetime reading the logo <laughs> to understand all the truths. <laughs> I mean... My wife left years ago. Years years and years ago. She left about eight years ago. And nobody's checked on me. And I've fallen in love with a logo that's bottomless. I've cut mange. <laughs> If anyone has a hose, turn it on. Spray it on my tender flesh. What's a woman like? Anyway, I'll invoice y'all. I'll uh, obviously send along the invoice, which has a logo to my company. It's not as endless, but it's a pickle. Uh. Oh, my God. Ooh. Oh. We probably should have done a screen for this one, but you can't really see it. There you go, everybody. Not see that? All right, let's move on. 
The beard so, hairs were unbelievably yeah, I mean, curly. Whoa. Ugh. Talk about chaos and facial hair. What? <laughs> so, the beard, uh, the curls in the beard, and the hair of the moon resembled the number 666. Ah. Each pattern of curls happened a series of three. Also, when connected, there were three distinct patterns in the 13 stars that created another series of three sixes. Well, say no more. <clears throat> Sounds pretty definitive to me. Yeah. I mean, I'm just picturing the guy that designed the logo, and he's just like, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> it's less satanic and more just like, get it done. Yeah. I hate We've got different takes. This logo. Either way, he's a winner. The guy just does it in 20 minutes. Yeah. Are you a Satanist? Uh, whatever gets me paid. I, uh, I got to get out of here by three. Just so. kind of busy. Uh, oh, really? You're going to underpay me for your logo? <laughs> Watch this. <laughs> of course, your take is like, he wasn't in the logo union. Now the maker of Ivory Soap, Head & Shoulder Shampoo, Pampers, and Folgers Coffee realized they had an actual problem on their hands. <laughs> so the company started reaching out to media. Letters were sent to all television stations in California, Oregon, and Washington to deny the rumor. It had absolutely no effect. The rumor spread, and soon calls were coming in from the Midwest. Oh, no. Here we go. Ugh. The fuse is lit. <laughs> Let's get nuts. Indiana's lighting up. The most calls came from Indiana. Oh, my God. So good. Amazing. <laughs> You're topped in. You're topped in. Yeah. <laughs> Mandy. The rumor was affecting Procter & Gamble profits. Stores like Roses in Danville, Kentucky, took measures. The manager told his cashiers that if a customer... Are coming, it's a great start, by the way. Yeah, it's going to end with a shotgun, no matter what <laughs> yeah, the middle part sure. is. <laughs> like everything else. <laughs> if a customer is coming through the line with a Procter & Gamble product, the cashiers were to explain what happened on the Phil Donahue show... <laughs> Wow! <laughs> and give them the opportunity to put the item back on the shelf. Oh my God! Now, Miss, before you actually check out, we just wanted to let uh -huh. you know that you are actually buying a product from the Church of Satan. Phil what? Donahue interviewed uh, one of the guys from Proctor. I'm not sure if it's Proctor or Gamble, but one of the gentlemen <laughs> came out of the closet as a full-on Satanist. <laughs> okay, so while that shampoo is fantastic and gives you nice fluff and curls, uh, it's also putting money in the pocket of Beelzebub. Uh, and if you look closely at that logo, you'll not only find a couple 666s, but you'll basically find a bunch of signs and signatures and head nods towards, uh, you know, uh, hell. <laughs> so, uh, so as a uh, price saver, we just wanted to give you a heads up on that. Um, so should I get Prell? Well, I, I, I would not ever recommend Prell, but Prell is... Uh, <laughs> Does not come from the belly of the beast. Uh, so, and we will hold your spot, which is obviously driving people in this line. Uh, uh, very, uh, 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 uh. anyway, uh, we just wanted to uh, extend that concern towards you. And uh, Okay, so just ring up my Folgers and I'll come right back. Uh, Ma'am, okay, sorry. Uh, I should have done a full umbrella disclosure. Uh, <laughs> Procter & Gamble has thrown its hats into a lot of rings. Among them, the caffeinated morning beverage. 
uh, including your Folgers crystals there. The best part of waking up is not going to hell. So, uh... I just like that that guy that runs the grocery store in Kentucky is from Chicago, I think. It's funnier to be I, from I could Chicago. see how he moved there to get away from the yeah, big yeah. city. Well, if you want to know my whole story, I had a full ride at Juilliard. <laughs> they pulled the rug out from under me when I lost my vocal cords in a Cadillac accident. Steering wheel went right on it. I couldn't hit the high notes in Hello, Dolly no more. That was my audition tune. Anyway, this conversation was about the devil. Not about my dreams of Broadway being crushed on a Wednesday afternoon after squash practice. I like that this was long enough ago that you could say something happened on a TV show and there's no way to check it. Uh, there's no way to... That's right. There's, it's just like, I saw it, Phil Donahue you, said it was real, the end. Yeah, you believe uh, Jeff who told you yep. or you don't. Yep. And this story seems super, like, legit. Yeah. I mean, it's so legit it should have come out of an old folks' home. That's right. The Interior Journal of Sanford, Kentucky, con- contacted 50 people who others said had actually seen the Donahue episode, <laughs> but every single one said they had not seen it, but they knew someone who did. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. At the same time, the Donahue show was also trying to set the record straight because they were getting 200 to 300 calls a day. <laughs> Quote, mostly from the South. (laughs) (laughs) This is a daily television show. They don't have time for that shit. And they're just trying to field calls from, like, you know, like, dwarves in arranged marriages, like, from the 80s or something, like, strange. Or, like, ex-KKK members that want to be set up on dates. And instead they're answering their phone like, no, we did not. No, we do not. Okay, thank you so much. Please don't call back. Thank you. (laughs) So they're getting so many calls that they set up a voicemail to deal with them. Quote, if you are calling about Procter and Gamble, press six now. <laughs> press six three times now. <laughs> boop, boop, boop. Hello. You have blown it. <laughs> I am daughter you. <laughs> The president, and then it continues, the president of Procter & Gamble has never appeared on the Donahue show. If your family and friends say they've seen it, they are quite mistaken. Uh Beep. But it seemed the more people they told the truth to, the bigger the rumor became. Yeah. Yeah. In June and July 1982, Procter & Gamble received 15,000 phone calls (laughs) and letters from people, many of whom had seen leaflets addressed to all Christians that told the tale of the president of Procter and Gamble on Donahue or 60 Minutes or the Merv Griffin show. So oh, now it's spreading. It was, might have been Merv. It was either uh, the morning, the afternoon, or the night yeah. that I saw this on TV. All right, miss, and please uh, go there emotionally. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I can't remember which show it was. I think it was on a TV or in my head. I can't remember properly. Procter and Gamble held news conferences. A senior vice president explained to the press where the logo came from and that no representative of the company had appeared on any of the shows and there was no connection to Satan. The company had not even been mentioned by anyone on the shows at the time. Quote, 
We've used the same trademark since 1882. We're still not sure what this is. <laughs> Excuse me, I've got a question. <laughs> yes. Oh. No. <laughs> got away from me again. Are you from the Lakeview Nursing Home News? Yeah, yes. <laughs> I'm from Nursing Home Times. <laughs> oh, I remember. Uh-huh. Oh. No. No, no. No. Okay. We're oh. going to move on. Oh, yeah. Please. Okay. Are there any other questions? Oh. Uh, 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 mm, mm, no, no. My head just started shaking. It won't stop. <laughs> it's a light palsy. Oh, He's... I'm sorry. Am yeah. I? <laughs> the company then asked religious leaders, like the Reverend Jerry Falwell, the Reverend Billy Graham, and cardinals and archbishops, to tell all their followers that these Satan rumors were untrue. And that's a reliable gang. <laughs> but it was not going away, so Procter and Gamble began to hire private investigators to find out who was spreading the rumors. <laughs> what? They found out someone was sending thousands of mimeographed letters to thousands of Californians about the devil worship. They could not find out who did it. Oh, boy. So people in California are just getting these letters explaining what had happened, and no one knows where it's coming from. And everyone's fucking buying it, because you're like, well, who would send a fake letter? <laughs> <laughs> it's mimeographed. That's official. Okay. I mean, good Lord. <laughs> um, but they did, they did file lawsuits. Five lawsuits were filed against people who were spreading the rumors. Some were dorted our salesmen who would hand out flyers with their products. What, like sell a vacuum and be like, also, Procter & Gamble loves the devil. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Okay. You're selling door to Remember door-to-door salesmen just come with a bunch of home products and be like, would you like to buy? Oh, I'm not 65. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. I'm not. You're not? <laughs> I meant to tell you that before the show. Fuck. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I gave it away. <laughs> I guess it's time to take off my wig. Oh, my God. And my arm. <laughs> One of the people spreading the rumor was a weatherman. You remember when the car started, right? <laughs> car was invented, Karen? One of the people spreading the rumor was a weatherman in Atlanta. Well, you cannot trust Atlanta weathermen. I've always told you that. His name was Guy Sharp, and he had been given a flyer... Shadier than Dallas Reigns. <laughs> he had been given a flyer, and then he kept repeating the charges when he was giving speeches to local groups in Atlanta. Who is the meteorologist giving speeches to? <laughs> <laughs> he was a, ter- a terrible alcoholic also. <laughs> speeches like that. He said Procter & Gamble gave a 10% tith to the Church of Satan. So... They're, they're correcting your pronunciation. I know, is it tithe? Tithe, yeah. Tithe, okay. Yeah. I don't give a shit. Uh, I thought you said a 10% tip, and I was like, oh. Well, finally, I get it. There's <laughs> a little something for you. <laughs> yeah, well, thank you, sir. Um, all the lawsuits were settled out of court, and every defendant had to state publicly that the rumors were not true. 
Guy Sharp made his statement as part of his weather segment during the evening news. <laughs> Dave, it felt like we were in a court of law, and then we just went to the green screen. Well, there's a cold front coming in. Everything I said about that Satan stuff in Procter & Gamble is not true. Yeah. It'll be raining on Friday. Looking for a cold front to move here over hell, which is owned by uh, Procter & Gamble. They actually have stake on hell and Satan. He's the president. Anyway, Saturday, it's looking like a little precipitation coming in. <laughs> Um, so Guy was just your traditional religious nut, weatherman, and Amway salesman. <laughs> An Amway salesman? Sure. Amway? Uh-huh. Yeah. Also into Amway, yeah. yeah. Okay. Anything else he's doing? That That's we it. That's okay. all I got on him. Their efforts, uh, w- the Procter & Gamble efforts would pay off in some places, especially Jerry Falwell and guys like that seemed to quell it down. Um, but the rumors would just pop up elsewhere, like a whack-a-mole. This went on for years, and then there was another major flare-up in New York State in 1985. <laughs> leaflets began appearing all over the metropolitan area. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, I mean, leaflet-like wars are so great. Yeah. <laughs> Procter & Gamble then held a news conference on April 17th in New York. Holy shit, why do we keep doing this? We don't know the devil! <laughs> it's a leaflet. God! I just want to sell soap! <laughs> I've got a question. Go ahead, sir. If you type something onto a piece of paper and fold it three times, it's true. (laughs) That I agree with. (laughs) The company company received 5,600 calls in March 1985 about their satanic activities. Jesus Christ! (laughs) 60% 60% were from New York, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania. Uh, so it's like moved out east. Yeah. <laughs> Procter & Gamble set up a toll-free number to deal with the calls. <laughs> Hello, Procter & Gamble. Up. We are not involved with Satan. How can I help you today? <laughs> Hello, Procter & Gamble. We are not involved with Satan. How can I help you today? I don't know if it still works, but it's 800-354-0508. Who's got a phone? Let's try it. Probably I, no one. Okay. It's very negative. Right, let's call the Satan number. Call it. Yes. Call it up. Oh my God! If he answers, please let me talk to him first. Yeah, all right. So it's a deal. If he answers, Karen gets. To I go just first. hope. But I, then me. I, I have to I thank I him fucking, for my podcast success. I pray to God this isn't some Ouija board shit where we're actually calling Satan. It'd be amazing to actually call Satan. Speaker. Look. People are like, don't forget speaker. Love your canned ham. Not now. Wait till he answers. Oh, oh, oh. It says it's dialing. <laughs> dad. Yeah, come on, Dad. Hurry. It just, it just keeps ending the call, so it must be... It must no, it must be Satan. Yeah. Not now. Let me, see, let me see if I got it right. Let me make sure I got the number right. I apologize, everybody. I really thought that we were going to be able to call Satan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Here we go. I just like that they made it toll-free oh, for off. people. Okay. So it's like, you're crazy and you shouldn't be calling, but it's on us. Don't worry about it. Speaker. Something. It's Procter & Gamble. It's Procter & Gamble. Get more information on brand saver and P&G every day. Press 1 now. For medical or... Press 6, dude. It might still be on here. Press 6. Huh? It might still be on For medical or first aid information, call collect 
at 513-636-5127. Who the fuck calls Procter & Gamble if you need... <laughs> Period. No, they didn't, it, they didn't have an option. But who calls Procter & Gamble if there's a Satan pro I mean, a, a medical problem. You're like, hey, man... I broke my leg. <laughs> Look, man, I shot my neighbor and his friends, Procter and Gamble. I freaked out. Ah, make angel dust hello. You guys make angel dust, right? Store locator. Oh, that was sad. I wish they still had that number up. All right. So two detective agencies, one of whom was the Pinkertons, were hired by Procter and Gamble to... <laughs> Yes. Nice. To uh, find out about the rumors. A senior vice president told the New York Times, quote, do you know how hard it is to fight a rumor? <laughs> Jeez. Okay, sell them. Um, the Archdiocese of Newark sent letters about leaflets to churches warning that, quote, a false rumor is being circulated by some groups in our parishes. Jerry Falwell issued a statement. Quote, the people have spent much of the last of uh, the past six years attacking Procter & Gamble for its corporate logo could make better use of their time fighting real and serious problems in our society. Like yeah. what? Yeah. Yeah. Gays! Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, Jerry, <laughs> what's your list, Jerry? <laughs> well, first the Teletubbies. <laughs> Bunch of gay puppets. That's something we should focus on. I did not find in it, my research did not find any indication that Procter & Gamble sued Jim Peters. But he was still at it in 1985. Jesus. A man who lived in Minnesota would later say he had a meeting with the Peters family in 1985. Quote, these three brothers from the Zion Christian Life Center, Dan, Steve, and Jim, came to speak to my boys to tell them to burn their rock music albums. <laughs> They showed a slide of the Procter and Gamble symbol and said it was the same as the Church of Satan in Minnesota. So now they are the door-to-door -door well, salesman. They're, yeah. they're doing in-home... Yeah, in-home demonstrations. <laughs> Look at all that dirt we got on your carpet. Now, what if Satan were to get all that dirt? <laughs> <laughs> the devil getting all that dirt in your carpet? Right in the fibers. So Procter & Gamble finally decided to change the logo. <laughs> they got rid of the curly beard. The sixes were gone, but they kept the symbol in use on their corporate stationery, their awards, and their company buildings. Sorry, really quick. Yep. I missed... There were actual sixes on there? Well, no. The beard just had three little curls in it. Oh, so that people were like, like if you turn it. it upside down and sideways, you can see it. It was just... Got it. Um, <laughs> For some reason, I was so like, they, they shouldn't have put that 666 on there, because now plus, I'm on the leaflet side. You know, it's what? It's 1985, so perms are kind of out. They like, you know what I mean? Yeah. They straightened they it out waiting. a little bit. Sure. Yeah. Uh, real quick, Procter yep. & Gamble had awards? <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Yeah. They, they won a uh, Tony that year. Oh, my God, you guys. Yes. Thank you. Huh, all that work. So, so getting rid of all the stuff on the... So it's on every product, right? And it's on sure. everything. So getting it's rid of logo. all that, but leaving it on your corporate buildings, stationary... And, and awards. And awards. Sure. You're, yeah. just you're made, Procky. Just made people freak. I can't believe I got a Procky! 
That just made people freak out more. Sure. It drew more attention to it in the Christian community, and the whole thing blew up in their faces. People are flipping out. Christians were so concerned that in April 1986, South Dakota Attorney General, (laughs) the South Dakota Attorney General, issued a press release to state media reminding them that no executives at Procter & Gamble had sold their souls to the devil. Right. (laughs) Thank you. Wow. Okay. He told all 500 people in South Dakota, (laughs) worry not. This seemed like someone, uh, this seemed like something Procter & Gamble was going to have to live with. It didn't help that the satanic fear-mongering in the media was still going on. At the time, you've got the preschool trials accusing the daycare employees of partaking in satanic rituals. In 1988, Geraldo Rivera's documentary, Devil Worship, Exposing Satan's Underground, became the highest-rated television documentary ever to air. But didn't he get all the way to the underground, open it up, and nothing was in it? <laughs> <laughs> there was a ni- Still good. It's so good. There was a 1990-2020 episode that telefies an official Roman Catholic exorcism. Ugh, what the, what? They don't do much different from that now. Evangelical documentaries like Hell's Bells were still tying rock music to the occult. A kid who shot himself in the face with a shotgun and survived decided to sue Judas Priest, claiming some blibinal messages on one of their albums made him do it. Al Gore's wife, Tipper, started the Parents' Music Resource Center of songs that were inappropriate, some of which were deemed... I found it very helpful <laughs> in high school yeah. to know what to listen to and That's what not right. to listen to based That's on right. what Tipper said. Yes. Very helpful. Yeah. And you're also forgetting about the joy when someone you knew would come home excited with an album and you'd get to go, that's the censored one. And they'd be like, no! (laughs) Or or when a friend shot himself in the face because he listened to it. All right, pal. What the hell just happened? Wow. (laughs) I I will never forget that kid's face because he was on all the talk shows. Well, face is a... Um, I will never forget that kid's not face. You want to get out of here? And, uh, kind of yeah, yeah. Okay, bit. thanks, buddy. Appreciate so, it. So fun. Thank Dave. you. So fun. Such a good time. So fun. <laughs> so some of Tipper Gore's uh, inappropriate groups were because of the occult. So sure. they labeled stuff satanic. The rumors flared up again in 1991. The Washington Post ran a story about Christians in Maryland. <laughs> it's just got to be really over this. I know. It's Good. Like, it's back. Awesome. <laughs> it's yes. the, the one secretary for the whole 50 years that it's happening where she's like, <laughs> oh, God, they're back. <laughs> I mean, it, it started in 1980. It's now 1991. So the Post runs a story about Christians in Maryland spreading flyers of which... Procter and Gamble products to boycott because of their satanic leanings. Pampers. Specific products? Yes. 49 Specific products are satanic leaning more yes. than other products. 49 products in total. 49 products from Procter and Gamble are yes. satan drenched. Yes. And then the rest purchase. It might be all their products, I don't know. Okay. 
The Reverend Jay Hurley of Greenbrier Baptist Church said an army chaplain friend gave him a copy of uh, the flyer, and it's the same flyer with the Donahue information. It's, nothing's changed. <laughs> oh, cool. And then he distributed copies to his 70-member congregation. Seven-member? Uh, 70. Still. Okay. It, Pretty that loud. would be a yeah. bummer. Yeah. The flyer was the same all these years about the pre- president on Donahue. The flyer stated <laughs> this had just happened on March 1st, 1991. That's not true. Yeah, that's, that's right. Yep. Even though Donahue had been canceled for three years at the time. <laughs> did you see the new Donahue? Well, apparently he did one show out of nowhere and then left again. Just like Satan would. Just like the devil would with a smoke bomb. <laughs> Gone. Into the, the night. Classic Donahue. The promer program that actually aired that night, that day, was called How to Cheat on Your Spouse and Not Get Caught. Which is actually a good episode. Yeah. <laughs> huh? Honey, where are you? I'm kidding. <laughs> I love you. How do you... I- I'm not going to get into the minutia of what that Donahue was about, but... Okay. I think by that point, they had had uh, it, all the, like, drag queens on, and that had, like, burned out. Right. Yeah. And so everything. now they were looking for, like, what is actually going to get people freaked yeah, ex- out and, like, totally. tuned in. Right. Um... <laughs> Uh, some people were sad that they had to fight Satan at this point. Deacon George Snyder said it hurt when he stopped at 7-Eleven and had to pick out a new brand of soap. <laughs> look, 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 look. One thing is timeless. If you're buying soap at 7-Eleven, shut up. Yeah. What are you doing? Sir, that's not soap. That's a cup of nacho cheese. I'd still like to bathe please, in it without please. the eye roll. <laughs> Lord, it's soap if I put it on me in the shower. It's a Slurpee machine, sir. I soap machine. <laughs> and you got Slurpee cups for your cold soap, as <laughs> far as I'm concerned. And I'm going to drink this soap. How do you like that, sassy? Sorry, I can't afford both. I'll just take, uh... Spoke a little fast there. Quote, I was born and raised on ivory soap. I have sensitive skin, and it's a good product. But it was a slap on the face when that gentleman was preaching devil worship and said there weren't (laughs) enough Christians to make a difference. We are Christians, and we can make a difference. That soap is 70% lye, so he probably had sensitive skin because he used ivory soap. Yep. Chances are. There it is. When the reporter told him nobody from Procter & Gamble had ever been on Donahue, he said, quote, well, that's a different story. (laughs) Yeah. No. Entirely. It It is. Absolutely entirely. It's a story unto itself, actually. Entirely. Yeah. uh, Yep. I'm going back in this 7-Eleven getting a bunch of ivory. (laughs) Well, I still don't think it justifies what you're doing. Jimmy, I'm back. Okay. At this point, Procter & Gamble had filed 14 libel lawsuits against those <laughs> spreading the rumors. Uh, Donahue was like, another? I didn't do anything. At, uh, in March 1991, it won a $75,000 judgment against James and Linda Newton of Kansas. They were prohibited from spreading statements associating the company with Satanism. And they were both Amway distributors. <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh-huh. That's strategy. Yeah. Amway's trying to impact yeah. that soap game, trying well, to get in there. Remember the Atlanta weatherman was an Amway? Yeah, I do. Remember when I said that a lot of the other people were salesmen door to door? Yes, I do, Dave. Amway wait had a, minute, a wait voice. A, wait, a, wait a minute, sir. <laughs> we're talking about... A door-to-door salesman smear campaign against Procter & Gamble to save in-home salesmanship? Satan was just a pawn. <laughs> <laughs> the Church of Satan is like, you don't use Satan like that! Actually, we're fine with it. It's a pyramid scheme. We're Amway. We're worse than Satan. (laughs) If it's a pentagram scheme. It's called a pentagram scheme. Okay. That's two pyramid schemes inverted on each other. It's the ultimate. You want to be in that meaty middle. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Amway. (laughs) Now, at this time, Amway had a voice messaging system they used to send messages to consumers. The Newtons had been using it to tell people Procter and Gamble supported Satan. Oh my God! This was the first of a number of lawsuits that would be filed against Amway distributors. Amway was a company that farmed out sales of its products to third-party distributors, who sometimes were known to engage in aggressive tactics to boost sales. <laughs> and Amway is a direct competitor. Competitor. Both. Amway. <laughs> It is as much a competitor as it is a it's competitor. all two of them. Go ahead, babe. A lot of the competitors in Africa are dying. You need competitors, because if there aren't competitors in the food chain, then there's Stop. nothing to kill Yeah, you the... can't just have the apex competitor. That doesn't work. David Satan. Hi. Knock it off. <laughs> Well, if there's too many hyenas. Amway is a direct competitor with Procter & Gamble. The rumors returned full force again in 1995. And Procter & Gamble spokesman... Kurt Cobain wrote the song, Procter & Gamble, (laughs) Love Satan. When questioned, a Procter & Gamble spokesman was all over it. He told this to the Washington Post. Quote, it's poppycock, a lie, a ridiculous lie. So they're losing their minds. <laughs> Poppycock is also a delicious popcorn dessert treat that Procter & Gamble it provides. Yes. That's not you true. Eat, I don't know who makes you Poppycock. Can, you can eat ivory, by the way. Is that true? <laughs> nope. Okay. It's, it's Poppycock. It's vanilla. That's <laughs> what it is. It's filled with caramel corn. Yeah. <laughs> in, uh, July, in July 1995... Procter & Gamble announced they were completely retiring the logo. It so it would, really took a long time. Like, you have a lot of attachment to a logo if everyone's like, you from Satan, and you're like, we're just going to use it for our award ceremony. I love that beard so much. The beard's amazing. We're nothing without that logo that nobody knows about. Well, I would, I would imagine if it was a, I don't know if it's a privately held company or public, but if it was private, is it public? Well, that's amazing that it's public that they didn't that they didn't get rid of it. I believe him. Sheikah. It's a guy in the audience yeah. yelling. Yeah. I think, in a way, you're both right because 
He said something, we went with it, and then you were like, yeah, you shouldn't just take that. Well, no, I believe we live it. in the I... fake news era. First is right, so <laughs> yes, <laughs> sir. I'm literally listening to a story in which people do exactly what I just did. <laughs> Can no, you believe right. these people just listened to someone when they were at their doorstep and bought the bullshit? It is, thank you, sir. All right, um... <laughs> oh, he's passing his leaflet forward. Hold oh, on no, a sir. second. Spread them. Pass them around to everybody. Do your thing, sir. Obviously, we don't want to stand in the way of someone who knows the answer to that question. He said it first. Well, Dave's look. just doing a Facebook post, then we'll get back into this, gang. No, yeah. Procter & Gamble stock price, so that's, it is. He's right. Oh, they're up. He would never do for You me. own it, sir. Is that why? Okay, let's end the dialogue said. between uh, you two I don't for know a little while. <laughs> like it's kind of I don't the know wall. what he said, but... Look, yeah. it looks pretty good right there. All right, okay, awesome. Thank you. The one year, yeah, the one year's okay. It's from not really... the top, three, two, we are podcasting again. <laughs> <laughs> so they changed the logo. It's no longer going to be on the buildings or stationary. It's Dude. now just Phil Donahue's head <laughs> on a pike. Yeah. They canceled the award show. <laughs> they thrown up the white flag. The moon man is gone. The stars are gone. It's now just the simple letters P and G, and it's a circle, blue circle, white letters. The company said this move had nothing to do with Satan. It was just a... <laughs> just that... Yes, it does. Whether you're into him or not, it has everything to do with Satan. They said it was just a friendlier, modern, global look. Mm-hmm. More global than Satan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's in every country. Yeah. He's like the Gap. once again it was discovered Amway distributors were using their voicemail system to send messages to customers stating Procter & Gamble was supporting the devil yes yeah it is weird I was just thinking I'm like I'm so on Amway's side for some reason I'm like get (laughs) him you get him Amway also the idea of sending voicemail messages like you didn't call anybody you don't want a message from Amway but somehow they get into your phone and they're like now that we're here so is the devil hey whoa I didn't see a missed call I assume because I took this all from old news stories so I assume it's a robocall right like yes okay sir you know what you're not on fire you can't just keep yelling yes about everything the fucking stock is fine oh I'm an expert too yes 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 yeah yeah. I think that's just an improviser (laughs) get out it's not an oracle so Procter & Gamble now believe uh, Amway was responsible for the current flare-up. This is 1995. Procter & Gamble filed more lawsuits against more Amway distributors. Amway said they had actually been fighting the, the satanic rumors. Quote, despite Amway Corp's past efforts to help stop this rumor, unfortunately it appears to have resurfaced. Uh, Amway will continue to cooperate with Procter & Gamble and will continue to enlist the support of independent Amway distributors to stop this rumor. But Procter & Gamble had gotten their hands on an Amway voicemail message saying that they were in league with Satan. <laughs> so they, they had a fucking it's pretty message. incriminating. It's amazing when you just send out messages to thousands of people yeah, that just... someone who Procter & Gamble could get it. That's weird. Yeah, it's weird. That's where the Pinkertons come in. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Well, we found one and a thousand. <laughs> we found one and killed 49 Native Americans. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, what? Pinkerton style. Huh? 
That's just how we do it. We did it right. It's in the contract. <laughs> so the case was very, very long, the trial. It was thrown out once, and then it was reinstated. And finally, in 2007, 12 years later... Jesus. Wow. 12 Jesus years later... God. What? Proctor when phone messages no longer exist. Yeah. <laughs> Donahue's still looking for that daytime return. Donahue's like, I got fired off MSNBC at this point. Well, at this point, Donahue's in an old folks' home like, the crows did it. Well, Phil's got a good idea, finally. <laughs> in 2007, Procter & Gamble won a $19.25 million lawsuit against some Amway distributors. There's a lot more in 95. Yes. One of the defendants said, quote, it's hard to imagine they'd pursue it this long. <laughs> <laughs> Why won't they drop it? Very straightforward shooter, yeah. yeah. Especially after all the retractions we put out. We are stunned, all of us. He admitted that he had forwarded the satanic rumor to other Amway salesmen on the phone messaging system, <laughs> which was then sent to thousands of customers. But later, he had sent a retraction on the same system. That's not, that, what? Hey, so, it's me again. Listen, <laughs> sure you got my earlier crazy <laughs> voicemail. Okay, look, Procter Gamble is not of Satan. Later. <laughs> so then, hey, it's me again. <laughs> I should be using this phone line to call drunk, but I just feel so guilty about all my lying. Hey, it's me. Uh, sorry, just had an omelet. Woke up 7.30 a.m. Uh, boy, I don't even remember calling last night, but I know that I did. Uh, just want to say sorry, everybody. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, bye. Hey, um... <laughs> it's Valentine's Day. I'm alone, and I've... Had a little rosé by the fire. Amway rosé. Um, that's right, yeah. I, um, well, there's two of us. And, um, yeah, we just wanted to call. And uh, we don't want to belabor this and make this long, but... Um, we're getting married. We're getting married. <laughs> and it's sudden, and our parents are freaking out, but we don't even care anymore. Um, but we just want to wish you guys a happy Valentine's Day from us. Who knows who we are? We're Amway, but we're not Amway. We just got the passcode to this. And um, gobble, gobble. <laughs> I don't even know what we're doing anymore. We're crazy. We had so much rosé. Okay, bye. Uh, I can't Satan. hang it up proper. Hold on. How do you do it? I think we hung it up. Oh, yes. Hello. Oh, shit, it's still going. Oh, oh, uh, oh. I can't feel my feet. That's Donahue. That's Donahue. That's Donahue. That's Phil Donahue. Hang up. Am I on the system? Oh, boy. Uh, Ask him about the swingers. I don't know what happened. Yeah, but okay. Dad? Uh, definitely not your dad. No way. Um, Sometimes I see blue. Okay, just try to... Maybe if I unplug the thing, it'll work. <laughs> I want someone to talk to me. Okay, it's faxing. I don't know what is even. <laughs> Should not be faxing, I know that. So, oddly, after those 1995 lawsuits, there were no more satanic attacks on Procter & Campbell. Till tonight. <laughs> when we all leave. And the new newsletters start again. <laughs> no. In 2013, Procter & Gamble quietly brought back a bit of a moon-like design to its no. corporate logo. What are they doing? 
be done. They want it. Yeah, they They do want it. They want to bring it back. It's a blue circle with the P and G, and now there's a little slice of moon on this side. They're they're totally just like, let's see what happens. (laughs) (laughs) As of yet, it has not inspired a new satanic panic about Procter & Gamble. Perhaps it's because they changed their logo, or maybe it's because Amway lost $19.25 million. (laughs) Their logo was a dick and balls. (laughs) Don't know why it didn't fly. That's the Procter & Gamble satanic panic. Jesus. This guy. Well, more... And and the weird... The weird thing to me is that Amway is such a great great company because they're owned by uh, Betsy DeVos' family, who's a great lady. Oh, Um, she has 11 yachts. They're good people. She's a Christian woman who's never experienced life. Or blinking. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah, no, Amway's a very bad... uh, bad company, but may, maybe we'll do a full one on them at some point. But that's just a slice of their, their magic. When I was, uh, when I was uh, a stand-up comedian, when I was starting out, uh, when we were starting together, and uh, I, I, was, I was a part-time bank teller, <laughs> and this guy, this guy would come every day and do his deposits. He'd hey, man, you want to make a little more money? I'd be like, yeah, I want to make a little more money. And then one day he's like, hey, come to this, come, let's, let's talk. And I was like, okay. He goes, you can, you can leave this job you can make money without, uh, without doing a lot of work. And I was like, okay, it would work with comedy. So he, so he goes, after work, I'll, we'll go meet. And so I go out, and he goes, get in my car. I was like, I'm going to drive. And he goes, get in my car. I was like, I'm going to drive. And he's like, no, I think it would be better if you got in my car. I was like, I'm going to drive. And he goes, okay, drive. And so we, I follow him up into the hills, and we go to this house, and we pull up, and there's an Amway sign. I'm like, Later, motherfucker. (laughs) That's why I drove. (laughs) He was taking you up to the Amway Mansion in the Novato Hills. By the way, here's me in that situation. I'll drive. Get in the car. All right. (laughs) This door won't open anymore. Is that normal? (laughs) Whatever. Either way. Oh, I'd love a champagne. (laughs) Don't have that in my car. Well, I'm sorry if anybody here is an Amway salesman. Karen is. Or yeah. a woman. Guys, we have this amazing laundry detergent. It's... Uh... Karen. Karen. Karen, you, you Karen. froze. Oh, Jesus. Sorry. I was just thinking about this, how clean my clothes smell. <laughs> because I, I sold and my family sold and my good friends sold enough products so that we could all meet together in a conference room. That's right. So that's what I want to talk to you guys about tonight. <laughs> oh, oh, what the hell? If, if, if you can all just sell one bottle of dish that's detergent, all we're asking. I can go to Mexico on vacation. Yeah. Isn't Amway the one where they like bring you in, you're the audience, but then they lock the doors and you can't yes. pee? Yeah. And then you can't they, pee? I mean, if the doors are locked. You can yeah. pee, just not in a yeah. toilet. So, not in a toilet, right. Yeah. So I had a friend that got suckered in by that same guy 
the guy I worked with, and he, yeah, they locked the doors, and they had to go through the whole routine before he could leave. Lock the doors? <laughs> yeah. I mean, how are you like, okay, let's hear what this guy has to say. They lock the doors, and they nail your feet to the floor. Oh, <laughs> owie, owie, can't wait for this. All right, yeah. Oh, a film strip. Anyway. Anyway. Um, uh, well, thank you, Los Angeles, so much for coming out. Give it up for Karen Kilgariff. Thank you. Thanks, you guys. Uh, let's all call Procter & Gamble real soon. And uh, let them know we're on to them. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this uh this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, and September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th, Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it after it. Let's see you there. Hey there, people listening to The Dollop. Uh, this is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. I Listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun half hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help 